The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member. And we don't mean your Aunt Dolores. You stink! The TNT Shop has it all at tntradio.live. Critically analyzing global affairs, this is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, all right, TNT family. Here I am on the road again in Morelia, Mexico. It's day three of the Greater Resets Conference. While the Great Reset folks are meeting in Davos, the anti-WEF uh, group is down here in Morelia, Mexico, scheming on how to remain free, resist uh, tyranny, and, and and push back against tyranny. We had uh, people like Catherine Austin Fitz be- beamed in this afternoon from uh, Europe. She actually said that she's coming to, uh, she's going to Tennessee tomorrow. Uh, and so a lot is going on, the greater reset.org. You can watch the live streams. Uh, and if you missed any of the days, the day one and day two are already posted to the greater reset odyssey. So you can check those out. Uh, we'll be here until uh, Sunday, day five. Uh, and we got a couple of guests coming up, uh, Geophilia, uh, one group our one and then uh, as well anthony samaroff will will join us uh they were they're all, they were all speakers and then our two will have a a mexican dude ramiro of we are not zombies.com to get a bit of a mexican perspective on globalism and the great resets and what not i thought i'd start out with uh, a quote from alex alexander dugan again um he says stop bomb gaza stop bomb yemen Stop bomb Syria, stop bomb Lebanon, stop bombing Iran, stop bombing Pakistan, stop bombing Russia, stop bombing Iraq, stop bomb bombing Israel. Also, to stop means to stop, stop bombing even Ukraine. Let us bomb together Davos. The real evil resides there. Um, intellect, you know, it's intellectually, I, you know, I, I, I have to put the disclaimer, I don't always agree with um, Dugan, but it's an inter- interesting um, intellectual exercise indeed. All of the evil does reside in Davos. Um, we've got Elon Musk revealing a surprise crypto holding as X plans to replace PayPal or Pentagon Pal, as I like to call it, Visa and banks uh, quietly ex- uh, accelerating amid Bitcoin price swings. So Elon Musk, um, he's played havoc with the price of Bitcoin and other cryptos. And so Again, it looks like it's part of that social credit system. What Musk is trying to do is um, create the American WeChat, you know, an, an all-in-one system that will be the basis for the social credit system. And you know, there was a great quote from Catherine Austin Fitz as well. She's she's uh, in one of her episodes yesterday. Catherine Austin Fitz said, "Elon Musk is making the control grid fashionable. He's doing electric cars, Starlink, and Twitter." It's it's all designed for control. He's making it fashionable. Uh, so that's basically what's what's going on. And so, you know, we got to be careful. He is, you know, he's he, he he looks like the good guy, but really look at his actions and, and, and you know, pay less attention to his talk. Um, also being reported today, Universal ID Council launches to address the global identification crisis. So again, the global algorithm ghetto, as I call it, um, they say, and this is out of Davos, today nearly 1 billion people uh, are, are without access to proof of their identity, right? Why are they so obsessed with this? You know, when when, when Hitler hired the I, IBM to create an identity system to class, so he could classify uh, all of the people 
uh, and then have his way with them. And this is this is what they're trying to do worldwide. They need a classific global classification system, so then they can keep us like you know, like herd us like cattle, um, and call us like. Uh, cattle and so basically uh, this global crisis uh, well the this universal id council was founded by human rights activists yeah okay nice but um basically yeah they're trying to roll out a global digital uh, id there's something called world identity network win how do you like that <laughs> win a win for tyranny but not a win for um freedom and uh, they want a universal id program uh, basically so that's what's going on uh we've also got i mentioned this before open AI, open ai changed its stance it announces that it's working with the pentagon uh now so again all of these systems will they're going to try to use them against us uh you know here at the greater reset they're talking about using open source tech and other decentralized tech to stay out of this system in fact a great quote i heard today from david Rod Rod rodriguez one of the speakers who i interviewed last year on tnt here uh he said you know talking about the elites he said we're, we're, we're going to build this system. And if you don't have this ID, you can't participate in society. And David said, good, I don't want to. I don't want to participate in that kind of society. Uh, I'm going to go do something else. And that's a great attitude uh, to have, uh, you know. So if, if they say you can't participate, if you don't have this digital universal digital ID, you can't participate in society, you can't buy food or sell food. Great. I don't want to. Let's, I'm, we're gonna, I'm going to grow my own food. See you later. <laughs> that's sort of the one of the takeaways from the concert uh, conference here. Uh, we've also got um, U.S. news, Trump's lawyers warning of nationwide chaos. Uh, they have warned that the entire U.S. could be plunged into chaos if the country's Supreme Court upholds the state of Colorado's decision to remove Trump from the ballot. Again, it's almost like this is what they want. They're putting out the film Civil War um, and so forth. And so they're prepping us for some type of crisis. How it's actually going to play out will be difficult to um say and Aaron Day uh he, he put out uh, a quick note on CBDCs Trump coming out against CBDCs will accelerate Biden's attempt to roll them out prior to the election that is not good and that's definitely he says it's been a topic of discussion at Davos uh CBDCs so we are running out of time a quick reminder that if you have suggestions for guests or hosts you want to hear on TNT or topics you want us to discuss you can always fill out the suggestion form at tntradio.live. It's a it's at the at the top, or you can message any individual presenter like myself. Just go to my contact form, throw in whatever comment, question, criticism um, you want. We're happy always to uh, hear from you, uh, and that's one way to help make a difference at TNT. Keeping the commitment. 24 7. I've been in the car all day and I got to listen. Can't get enough of it. You guys are doing a great job. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. In a further sign that Americans just aren't that interested in buying electric vehicles, Ford Motor Company has announced it will transfer some workers from the F-150 Lightning assembly line at Rouge Electric Vehicle Center to another plant for gas-powered vehicles. Here with the story, joining me now is TNT News producer Adam Clark, a.k.a. Ruckus. Thanks, Sir Bori. Let me just start this story by saying Greta is not amused. Anyway, uh, yeah, Ford Motor Company said in a statement on Friday, quote, approximately 1,400 employees will be impacted as the Rouge Electric Vehicle Center transitions to one shift effective April 1st. 
Roughly 700 will transfer to Michigan Assembly Plant and the others will be placed in roles at the Rouge Complex or other facilities in southeast Michigan or take advantage of the special retirement incentive program agreed to in the 2023 Ford-UAW contract, end quote, uh, the union workers uh, contract. Uh, a, th a third crew. Uh, will be added to the Michigan assembly plant in Wayne with 900 new hires and 700 existing employees from the Rouge complex in Dearborn. The company made the move to, quote, meet demand for the popular Bronco and Bronco Raptor and the all-new Ranger and Ranger Raptor, end quote. Those run by gas. Uh, the crew at the Michigan assembly plant will work seven days a week on two shifts after the transition. The auto giant said that they're still confident in electric vehicles future, quote, for specific consumers, end quote. <laughs> Ford president and CEO Jim Farley said, quote, we are taking advantage of our manufacturing flexibility to offer customers choices while balancing our growth and profitability. Customers love the F-150 Lightning, America's best-selling EV pickup. We see a bright future for electric vehicles for specific consumers, especially with our upcoming digitally advanced EVs and access to Tesla's charging network beginning this quarter. End quote. Ford's decision came amid reports that electric vehicles are piling up at dealers' parking lots and more Americans are hesitant to buy electric vehicles. Growth in the global EV market is set to slow to 27.1% this year as a reduction in state subsidies makes the cars less appealing to buyers. That's according to research firm Canalis. 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 Sorry. Uh, the lower subsidies and higher bar Higher borrowing costs have weighed on demand at companies, including U.S. market leader Tesla, which slashed sticker prices last year. Jason Lowe, principal analyst at Canalis, Canalis said, quote, despite a 20% drop in the ASP average selling price of EVs in 2023, insufficient product choices and inconvenient charging experience hampered demand, impacting the market growth of EVs, end quote. Insert sad trombone noise here. In 2024, the North American EV market is expected to grow 26.8%, but with the lowest EV penetration rate of 12.5%, compared with greater China and Europe. Uh, this again, according to the research firm, who I cannot pronounce their name properly. One, one last try. C C Canalis. There we go. All right. Uh, by the way, this is on the heels of news. I think it was this week when uh, rental firm Hertz said they were selling off approximately 20,000 of their EVs, including Tesla's, um, because they're having trouble. Uh, people don't want to rent EVs. It costs more for insurance on the part of the rental company as well as the drivers. And apparently it costs more to fix these things. And then, of course, I think you you probably noticed or mentioned this, Rory, but in Chicago, there was a whole bunch of Teslas that just were dead robots just sitting there causing a car graveyard. What do you think about this story? Yeah, you mentioned the Hertz and... Uh, I just I was looking, I think 90 uh, percent of those uh, vehicles were um, EVs and 
it's just not working. Like we, we know that this is a neo-feudal project. They call it net zero. I call it death uh, zero. It's at its core Malthusian, you know, eugenicist. And it doesn't seem to be working. That This shows the power that we have as individuals and consumers still at this juncture. We don't know what the road ahead is quite going to look like, but we can still vote with our dollars or, or pesos or or euros unfortunately we have uh euros i wish they never <laughs> came into existence um and you know that's one of the things that's talked about by some of my guests the people here at the greater reset um conference boycott boycotting the globalist transnational corporations and their products like evs um and all the other junk food that they sell us and junk subscription streaming services and and whatnot. You know, here they talk about counter economics, parallel systems, parallel economies. Um, I think that's the way to go. Uh, you know, they need the money now, these corporations like, like um, Ford to transition us into this dystopia. But if we don't give them that money for that transition, maybe we can halt it or, or um, you know, Put it off for some time until Gandalf comes out of nowhere to to save us uh, over the mountain. Uh, and yeah, like you said, it's the, they're not working in cold um, weather. And you can think about developing countries, even like here in Mexico, you wouldn't be able to have EVs outside of like Mexico City or maybe Guadalajara or Monterrey, the three biggest cities. There's the infrastructure is not there. And so um, your further thoughts, this seems to be some good news, no? Oh, yeah, in a way. But um, it kind of lays out the, the how they're going to get away with it, the path. It's the same way they always do it. So this is all about – see, I was shocked. You heard me pause in the reporting of what the, the Ford president and CEO Farley said. I'm like, he's acting like a, a company's CEO and president, which I'm like, wow, we, we don't hear that very often. Usually these days we're hearing about how they're they're focused on DEI, woke initiatives, rather than – growth and profitability and offering choices to their customers are you kidding me wow how american of them um yeah so what the governments are going to do at the behest of uh klaus schwab and folks like them is they're going to pressure and make it uh, like against the law for the car makers to even offer the choice to the consumers so the consumers are now left with a new choice the choice is do i buy a crappy ev or do i just walk but it won't matter because, you know, it's a moot choice because we'll all be living in 15-minute cities anyways, and that walk might actually do you some good. Right, Herbori? Yeah, I've been considering it, buying a uh, – purchasing a second gas-powered vehicle and wondering, you know, if I do that, how many years will I be able to drive it until they outlaw it? Like in Canada, you know, from 2035 onward, uh, new gas-powered cars won't be sold. Um, but again, I don't think even that is set in stone if people push back – they might change that law you know there's a great story here again from david Rod rodriguez during COVID. he was at the on the beach in california a whole bunch of people at the beach the cops came and on video they said they had the cops saying um no one wants to be governed like they, they could they just had to leave the cops because there were too many people refusing to get off the beaches during COVID. and the cop literally said that we can't they couldn't govern us. And so if, if, if what are they going to do if we have so many gas powered cars are all the cops, maybe the cops will throw their hands up. Uh, so, yeah, I don't have the answer, Ruckus, uh, but they uh, every day here on TNT, we're trying to find some of the solutions uh, and answers. And so um, catch up with you in a bit. We got a lot of interesting folks coming up uh, this hour. We'll be right back.
TNT's Jeremy Nell. Nice comment here from Rebecca. She says, the youngest people um, I work with are a bit more mature, but their interactions with the public is stifled. And she's referring to the excessive use of cell phones and social media and how it's making them so antisocial also. The business is open six days a week. One of his staff members formally requested that they shouldn't, you know, that they, could they be given permission not to have to work on Wednesdays so that they could help at the dog shelter. Now, as you know, I'm a dog lover. I have hunting dogs. I've got dogs coming out of my ears, my Malinois. And this dog, this Malinois, is bright even by Malinois standards. She can do crossword puzzles. Is lying under my desk at the moment feeling sorry for herself because she's just come on heat for the first time and she's completely bewildered. She doesn't know why she's bleeding to death. It's not about whether it's a good or a bad thing to work at animal shelters. That's a delightful thing. It's a noble thing to do. But who in their right minds goes to their boss and says, would you mind, I'd rather not work on Wednesdays if it's okay, because I've got other priorities in a, in a town down the road. Jeremy now on today's News Talk TNT. God's truth is enduringly true throughout all the generations. It transcends culture. The church is always going to be an embattled people. If it's swimming with the tide, it's not being the church of Jesus Christ. Look to the past, learn from the past, because the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. China has more than 200 confirmed cases of coronavirus, it's called. The entire state of California ordered to stay at home. That's 40 California has some of the strictest policies leveled against churches. Gavin Newsom's executive order threatens jail time and a thousand dollar a day fine. Government that stopping people from going to church, Dr. Fauci. When I went into the White House, when I sat in on the task force meetings, was a shocking level of gross incompetence. The mortality rate from the virus was 0.2%. You know, 99.8% survival, rather than the 3 or 4% mortality that the, the people are saying at the time. The culture and the understanding of the people of Grace Church has always been, not only do you obey government, but you honor government. Thousands of people in the streets, but you can't have church. The hypocrisy of letting people riot it helped us all understand one thing. This is not what they say it is. By meeting, we're testifying the government has no jurisdiction here. I was arrested and driven to a maximum security prison. The government has obviously uh, turned up the heat on churches. My daddy. <laughs> when the churches fall silent, the only religion left is the state. We needed to make a biblical statement because we always put ourselves under the authority of the Word of God. LA County threatened Pastor John MacArthur with jail time and arrest. We were going to be sued. They wanted Grace Church shut down. We wanted to go on the offensive and attack the health order as unconstitutional. This wasn't about health and safety. This was all about control and opposition to religious freedom. As the government gets more corrupt and more corrupt, snitches get Rewards. Its totalitarian control has to increase. And you have to have a mask on. And as they shut down any attacks against them. This is not about freedom or personal choice. The last thing standing is going to be the church.
about to, about to hear today's news talk and the voice of freedom. That's what this country is all about. TNT Radio. All right, hour one here of the Herboya Moric show, and we are talking to Arturo, who's a Mexican architect, engineer, psychologist, and expert in sacred geometry, which he's been teaching for 20 years and applying to architectural design and all scale projects. He's founder of the company's I don't know how this guy sleeps. Uh, he's founder of the company's Psycho Geometria Arca University of Sacred Geometry, co-founder of Geof- Geophilia. He's the author of two books, Psychogeometry, the Power of Life, and Biofractal, the Science of Sacred Geometry and Biological Architecture, an international speaker in universities, conferences, and um, seminars. You can check out their website, geophilia.org. Uh, Arturo, ¿cómo estás? Muy bien. Very good. Thanks so much. ¿Hacemos la entrevista en español o en inglés? En español. Más fácil. All right. Um, uh, we're we're going to have you this segment, and then uh, you, your better half will be with us next segment. Uh, and uh, she's Greek, so we got Mex- Mexico, Greece represented here. Uh, myself as a Croatian-American Mexican. And so just quick thoughts on Davos, you know, you're, you're from a Mexican vantage point. How do you see the whole New World Order Great Reset project? It's just amazing because we have more work. <laughs> the the more into the darkness they go, the more into the light we have to go. So they're doing their job. We're doing our job. And it's just this balance of energies and forces. Of course, they are in the opposite side of where we are. We go towards unity, towards trust, towards coherence and fractality, exactly what nature does. And they go in the other world <laughs> of life, <laughs> just uh, mirrors, black mirrors. It's it's like Lord of the Rings. I've had some of my guests say, you know, this is like the battle. I think some, Jim Gale, I remember yesterday, he mentioned also that this is like the battle of our time. Uh, and so j- your thoughts, you know, this is, I think you're, uh, I saw you guys speak here la- last year, your thoughts on the Greater Reset Conference? The Greater Reset is just amazing because it's focused on solutions. And that's what we like the most. Like, yeah, we know all the problems. We know all the things that are happening. You can go and not go over and over into the rabbit hole. But then what? It's like, okay, what are the solutions that we propose and we create? And from the research that I've been doing has to do with fractality. Because sacred geometry, uh, it's just a language, the language that nature uses to create life. And we can employ that language, that code, that way of designing, that way of thinking into mathematics and into our daily life, both in the internal world and the external world. Yeah, and I've seen some of your um, presentations of what you've done on with the, with the architecture. And, you know, uh, how does that, because this gets into many things, health uh, and other things. And many people like the Dr. Mercolos of the world and others say it's very one of the most important things we can do right now is be uh healthy because we're going to need it to to jump through the the obstacle course that davos will be giving us so yeah further thoughts on the work you're doing and 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 health and and whatnot yeah one of the major things that i would recommend like in terms of health has to do we have always the opportunity to resonate with fear or with love like that's the major decision like all these guys in davos they just want to keep spreading fear and in, in the in the best way and the best techniques they have so we have to have the best techniques to spread love and to spread coherence and to spread order. So one of the ways that we found is through sacred geometry, through all this fractal nature design. And we do it with our design, like we as an architects, we design things based on these principles. And also we do it internally because we have realized that 
it's this coherence between the outside and the inside that gives more power. And, and from what I know, uh, people like it's applied in many ways. People can go to your website, but they can also, I think if people want to design a home, they can contact you to help them design a certain way. Absolutely. I mean, we are open to that. We That's our main job. But also, we are putting a lot of work in education to give everybody the tools to be internally coherent and strong for everything that is going to come. Like, it may come, it may not. The most probable, yes, because it's a big business, you know. <laughs> they have uh, big trillions there waiting. And we also have our trillions, internal trillions. <laughs> yeah, there were some great points made earlier today, again, from David Rodriguez, who said, uh, would you give up your eyesight for a billion dollars? And of course, no one will do that. And th that makes us billionaires, right? We're wealthy. That's a very good point. J just real quick, um, you talk to many Mexicans. Do, what do me Mexicans think of the Great Reset and globalism? Because you know, I've got a lot of Mexican friends and many don't really seem attuned to it or, or, or interested. Um, just from a Mexican, how, how does Mexico view Davos? Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> uh, when all this, the control of virus time and the pandemic time, um, I was expecting, I don't know, one part of me was like the indigenous energy is going to the, be the, the revolution, uh -huh. right? Yeah, Zapata, the, the Zapata Pancho Villa internal strength is going to say, no way you're going to put a muscle over me. And, and I was just looking everything, how it unfold. And I was heartbroken, honestly. People complied. No, no, absolutely. And, and by choice, because almost anything was by force here because the president said, no, no force. But, but the subliminal brain hard washing was so powerful that people were just doing it because they wanted to do it. So um, uh, I think at some point when they touch something that we have very strong in Mexico and almost all Latin America is family. We're very family oriented. When they touch that that fine part, people fall in people, line. people will you know, like somehow we'll say, okay, it's enough. Like if, if they try to push it too hard. In, the, in America, they said, you, you're killing grandma. And and I had the same reaction in 2020. I literally, I'm a former history teacher. I taught Mexican history at Detective Monterrey. And, and I would, 2020, I'm here, everyone's complying. And I'm like, where's the Viva Revolution, Pancho Villa, Emiliano Zapata spirit? And yes. I'm like... I could. Yeah, what happened? I, I literally, in, we, we, here in Mexico, people live in gated communities, Cotos, and I live in one. And we had a meeting during the COVID. 50 of my neighbors all showed up. I counted 50 of us, 49, everyone wearing a mask, cubre boca. I was the only one not wearing a mask. Okay. But anyways, thank you, uh, Arturo. The, the website again? The website is geophilia, geophilia, G-E-O-P-H-I-L-I-A.org. And there we have like many projects, we have books, we have plenty of information to share. All right, and people can catch your um, the talk you gave here uh, on the playback at thegreaterreset.org. We're going to jump real quick to our headlines. Great news. Good news, everyone. TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott is reportedly set to endorse former President Donald Trump at a rally in New Hampshire on Friday, according to various media sources. A New Mexico grand jury indicted actor Alec Baldwin on Friday after hearing evidence in a closed hearing over the death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins, who died in 2021 on the Rust film set after Baldwin's prop gun fired a live bullet. 
We're the pinup boys and poster girls for free speech. We just don't look as impressive as Vladimir Putin shirtless on a horse. Yeah. 24 7, 365. We never stop sifting fact from fiction, misinformation from the truth. From government overreach to the latest on mandates, big tech censorship to propaganda gone mad. Listen to TNT Radio and get the news and views direct from our expert presenters and commentators anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk this is TNT Radio. All right, Arturo looks a little different right now. Uh, I'm being silly. All right, we're 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 um, here live from uh, Morelia, Mexico. Uh, the Greater Reset Conference is the anti-Davos conference, anti, um, you know, <laughs> New World Order conference. Uh, you can uh, watch it at thegreaterreset.org. And uh, we're talking to uh, Lydia who's a Greek architect and wellness coach with the focus on the relation of buildings and health and well-being. She's got a PhD in uh, physiology on the subject of the effect on geophysical anomalies and biology is published in peer-reviewed journals and conferences, as well as an MSc in sustainable environmental design. She's a member of Resonance Academy with the course, The Sacred Science of Ancient Temples. She's been researching for 15 years on the relation of ancient temples and their location. And she's the author of the book, The Power of Sacred Location. She's the creator of Healing Architecture and co-founder of Geo, Geophilia. Uh, how are you doing, uh, Lydia? I'm really good. Very excited. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, now it's This is the Mediterranean section here. <laughs> Greek, uh, Croatian. We have a lot in common. Uh, Mediterranean diet. Blue eyes. Blue eyes. The sea. <laughs> um, my favorite food is lamb. I know in, in Greece you eat a lot of there is, yeah, lamb. Absolutely. We do in Croatia. But um, yeah, where, where do you want to start i was asking arturo uh because i like to get the different perspectives i think there are nuances like um you know there's this the mexican view on on globalism the the european view the different reactions that all these countries had um just your thoughts on this new world order project that we've all been learning about over the past few decades um from a greek perspective well in greece honestly things were like in my view extremely dictatoric um everybody followed like the people that didn't follow were the crazy people like they were called the crazy people like but, us um it, it was very unfortunate and very sad to see um the dictatorship levels were like to the point that uh, you have to send an sms to the government to go out of your house like that I level that. that i will never forget that yeah. it's it's one of the craziest things i've ever lived so and i was very sad that i could see even people that i considered rebels uh, even some people from my family that were always kind of outside the system and they were so much fear, kind of similar age to me. I don't, I'm not even talking about older people and kind of my generation. And they went full on. Um, they would even see me outside in an open space and they were wearing a mask to hug me or they didn't want to hug me. Um, some other members of my family said, like, I don't want to see you because you're not vaccinated. So my heart was broken, guys. Absolutely. Very sad. You're bringing back uh, mem memories. I'm <laughs> memories sure I'm triggered. Now. Um, and then your, your thoughts here on, on this conference. And, you know, this is not the only, there are other people all around the world doing projects, parallel societies, parallel economies. Yeah. This is just one of many conferences. And in, in fact, we heard a speech today from Tia Severino, I think is her name. She's yes. hell holding um, in April later this year, the next steps conference, I think. Mm -hmm. Again, mm -hmm. so people are having these get-togethers um and so forth and yeah your, your further thoughts on what do we do in the face of all this madness 
Um, first of all, we work on ourselves. Like we, we work on ourselves in these five levels. We had a presentation yesterday talking about the five levels of our being. And these five levels also, we, we find them in the architectural spaces and in our inner spaces, and it's important to have them connected. But vital level, uh, you know, all our deeper power energy in manifesting in different ways, our sexuality, our, our money, our power, our roots. Uh, the physical level, we get our physical vehicles in the best level we can so uh, best quality water food nutrition that is the best for you specifically because we're all different you work on that breathing exercises and all these things and your emotional level that's super critical why because that's what they're hitting the most with fear as arturo was saying before so um uh, you can do tapping you of course you can get a coach but there are things you can do by yourself like work daily on your emotional state do things that you love simple things go and watch a sunset with your beloved go with some friends and give some hugs and that will like really nourish your emotional level and then your intellectual level how to let go of false belief systems and programs that they have put into us from the society from our family when we were up to seven years old that all the programs go in and then um, we learn how this is the most like the biggest test we have in humanity right now for discernment it's the time that all the fake news are they're just bombarding us everywhere with fake news and now we have to learn to discern truth from fake things so that's our test right now and then the fifth level is the spiritual so have a daily spiritual practice it will save your life even if you start with five minutes a day, just close your eyes, breathe, and put some binaural beats that really help your two brain hemispheres synchronize. So there are simple things you can start doing today without any cost. You can find things online, and you can do tapping online. You can get nutritional advice online. That's why the internet is such an amazing tool today, because we have so much free content. You're reminding me of one of the speakers. I think it was, uh, I, I, I know her very well. I followed her work for many years. Carrie Wedlake, I think. Uh, who's great journalist, anti-media, popular channels on, on Twitter, X, YouTube. And one thing she said is she doesn't uh, consume as much news uh, anymore. It's kind of relevant to what you were saying, where, the, you know, there are still some people listening to TNT. And it's hard. You know, we've all been through this. Uh, I'm kind of a news junkie where I feel it doesn't really get to me as much because I can look pretty hard and uh, pretty far into the heart of darkness as a, as a Croat, as, as a Slav, as, as a, for someone from the Balkans. Um, but it, it, it does damage to you. Like I, sometimes pe people will send emails and they freak out too much about the 5G and the COVID and this, and it's just like, everything needs to be balanced, you know, maybe minimize the, the news that you consume uh, and then switch to, you know, trying to stay some of the things that you mentioned, you know, going, being in nature, being with family, just good positive experiences yes. and uh balance between the, the, the toxic and negative and you know i went to what you're describing at some point in 2020 it was also after my mom had just passed from cancer so i was going through a really grief dark time in my life but it was we were in greece and all these dictatorships started and i was consuming so much news real news not the fake news but they were so dark they were right. so like gloom and doom because it was a time that was very tough in, i mean generally most places in the planet and at some point i realized i have to stop consuming right now because i'm so much i'm not in my power place to be able to manage that so i stopped everything after i was consuming i didn't even know how many channels in telegram right just telegram not even normal news and i couldn't take it anymore so now i'm very selective and i have to pick otherwise you know i can go to a black 
black hole of hopelessness. It, I really went through that and I had to take myself out, building again myself because we all go through cycles. You know, we all have times in our lives that are more easygoing and flowing and then there are dark nights of the soul and then you go through that cycle again. So, and there also, I wanted to say about all these things, and that's, you can also find these things on our presentation in the free replay. There, guys, there are solutions for everything. There is solution for 5G. There is solution for pollution things. There, There is always, when there is a problem, there is a solution because in, in the world that we live now, there is always polarity. So when there is one side, there is the other. When there is dark, there is light. And when there is a problem, there are at the same time solutions being created. The same way there are ways to detox yourself if there are poisonous injections. And there are always ways to work it out if you want. When there is a will, there is a way. Some positive uh, white pills being thrown at you. Uh, and just on the architecture, just looking at some of your presentations, this came to mind. You know, when I first came to Mexico in 2010, um, you know, I don't speak the language. I'm like a foreigner. And one of my coworkers at the Tech de Monterey, older lady, older teacher, um, you know, she she had a, she's adopted um, uh, a child and she was like my Mexican mama. She mm. uh, kind of like took me by the hand and helped <laughs> yeah. me so when I moved into a, my, my first apartment, uh, all this sort of stuff. It was really nice to have someone help, you know, a foreigner yeah. get set up in yeah. the country. And it, when I visited her home once, the inside of the home, it was so well designed. Uh, like the walls were painted in different colors. It was so welcoming. You felt mm, like yeah. everything was clean and organized and you just kind of felt good vibes and yes. at peace. Yes. And, you know, many of the cookie cutter homes that, that, <laughs> that we see are not like that. And I feel like that's also important. No. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on when it yeah. comes to design and architecture and, yeah, and how that helps us kind of stay a bit sane. You know, I've heard people say that about our house, for example, and people that have nothing to do with energy or just, not, let's say, normal people. And they say, wow, um, I just came like five minutes ago and I just feel so peaceful in your place. Like, why? And then I explain. So first of all, we live, we spend 90% of our time in buildings. Um, our building is like the next, we have our physical skin, our clothes, and the next skin is our buildings. And according also to epigenetics, which is the work of Bruce Lipton, our environment is the one that determines uh, our diseases. It can turn on and off genes for different things. So imagine if we're embedded in a specific environment all day that is designed disharmonically. Literally, that's an information, and there are physical also, there are toxic things and chemical things, but we are infused by that all day long. So when we have a building space that is designed, especially when it, it has been designed custom for us, which is what we do, for example, we do a client analysis as a first stage. And from there, we determine what's like your uh, auspicious colors, the, the, the colors that um, support you according to your own elements, what are the geometries that support you. And then we go to the land analysis where we see what areas are beneficial and some areas that are disharmonious because they have geophysical anomalies, meaning something underground um, actually alters the Earth's field and it becomes really poisonous for our health. And then we incorporate many different things, sacred geometries, like one of our pillar stones. And then we have like bioclimatic design, healthy materials and many other things. You can read all about it in our website, by the way. Um, but basically what we're designing is a vessel for the people that are going to be using that space, that they are all the time in a, the most harmonic field possible. And that really supports us in everything else that we want to do. And there is even a way to activate your mission through your space. 
which like takes it a step further, right? Like, what, why are you here for? And your space is supporting you to do what you're here for. So that's like a, a, a short summary of what we do. And I think it's very important. You know, other people, when it comes to health, your home, um, you know, here in Mexico, there's problems, many typical homes. It, it's rainy. It's we've got rainy seasons. There's mold, humidity, um, humidity. Um, because buildings don't breathe because right. they're made by synthetic materials, so they accumulate the, the, the humidity and they cannot emit it out. So that's a big problem. And you know, yeah, and a lot of you know, again, the Dr. Mercolos of the world talk about a lot of our ailments could be being caused by things in our uh, homes. Absolutely, all, all around the world. It's well, a big factor. Yeah. Um, well. We're, we're going to hit our break, but thank you for coming on, Lydia, again. Thank you so much. Uh, Very but, enjoyed. Yeah, great talking with a fellow uh, European. And <laughs> yes. are you a fan of the EU or no? <laughs> Not really. Okay, me, I, me neither. Right. <laughs> I, I, I abhor it. Uh, your, your website, once again? Okay, it's www.geophilia.org. All right, we'll be right back with Anthony Samaroff uh, after the break. Right now, the forgotten poor are waiting for healing and care, for life-saving medical care, for a chance to live with dignity and hope. They are waiting for Mercy Ships and you. Mercy Ships is the largest floating civilian hospital in the world with volunteer medical staff and crew who donate their time to save lives. And now, as our newest state-of-the-art hospital ship sets sail, Mercy Ships will double our ability to reach children and adults who need us now. Without the work of Mercy Ships, these patients don't have another option. Mercy Ships is answering the call to serve suffering people who have nowhere else to turn. Together, we are going to some of the world's most desperate places and bringing a wave of hope and healing to those who need it most. To learn more about this wave of hope, go to mercyships.org today. Hi, I'm Susan Lucci. I never thought about heart disease until I had my own heart event. At first, like so many other women out there, I ignored my symptoms. A slight pressure on my chest, shortness of breath. I thought, I don't have time to be sick. I had a 90% blockage in my main artery and a 75% blockage in the adjacent artery. I received two stents in my arteries, stents developed through research funded by the American Heart Association. Those stents saved my life. I'm so grateful to the American Heart Association. Their research helped save my life. I can enjoy life with my children, my grandchildren, and my friends. Please, listen to your heart. The only reason I'm here today is because I did. Learn more about the American Heart Association's life-saving work at helpheart.org. Critically analyzing global affairs, this is the Hervoy Moritz Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. All right, we're back for the final segment of this hour talking to Anthony Samaroff. He's a psychotherapist and economics journalist known for the book Universal Basic Income. For and against, uh, Anthony has been writing on the pharmaceutical industry and the corrupt economics of healthcare for years. You can get his free ebook, Seven Big Pharma Myths Debunked, from seven, the number seven, sevenpharmamyths.com. How's it going, Anthony? It's going fantastically well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, I, I always see. 
TNT radio come up on my podcast feed. So I know that uh, I, I feel like I'm in good company and it's, it's great to do the show myself at last. So how, how cool is that? So you spoke here at the Greater uh, Greater Reset Conference. And it's funny, it's a small world. I think it was yeah. about two years ago, we, we first met in Sayolita by Puerto Vallarta in Mexico. I think you were you were participating in this libertarian conference. Clint Rockwell yeah. was there, Mark Clare, James yeah. Guzman and others. And so uh, it was such fun. Yeah. And that's where we met. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is the second time we meet. And, um, you know, wh what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, Davos is meeting. Um, j just your thoughts on, on Cobra Commander, Klaus Schwab, as I call him, and, and the plan for global domination. He must fail. Bring him to me. Uh, I think uh, when you come to events like this one, you can't help but feel like the good guys are going to win. When you're at home listening to your podcast feed and you're kind of... Uh, worried about what your neighbor thinks and how everyone's an army and things like that it's like um you can get quite negative you can wonder how we do it all i can say is it's becoming easier and easier you know i've been writing about the pharmaceutical industry for a couple of years now and there's people here who have got alternative health clinics they've got all the technology they've got amazing testimonials of how they're healing people they're demonstrating results and you just think I, I spoke to one such person and she was like oh it took a long time it took years and to get her team together but she's kicked the door in so anyone like me who gets emails like how do i do this or how do i do that it would be so much easier for me or some of my contacts to um fulfill these kinds of roles now because the kind of people who are here are the kind of people who've demonstrated how it works you come and you learn from each other and you can I, I can come and take their model i could do exactly what they're doing in scotland if i chose to do that now um and yeah i, I definitely encourage people out there in podcast land get along to live events as often as possible because it's one thing listening to the information but when you meet people in person you really feel your power together that is a, a huge point, and I really felt this um, last year, which is I made it a point. I went to half a dozen conferences, the Ron Paul Institute Conference. Uh, I was at the Liberty Awards in Texas in, in August, uh, American Freedom Alliance. And I felt a huge change because up until then, like you said, we're all just in living in the metaverse, yeah. listening to all these whatever different podcasts, you know, you name yeah. it, right? And you're getting freaked out. But then once we meet in person, yeah. it's like, look, look at all this crazy stuff people are doing. They got farms, they got health solutions, technology solutions, um, you name it. And so people got to get uh, out there more. Um, and it's funny, you're, you're Scottish. We had a Greek guest on just before you. I'm Croatian, Scottish. Yeah. Are you a fan of the EU or no? Well, is anyone really a fan of the EU? Even it's uh, apart from those who are on the gravy train and getting paid by it. It seems like even some of them, their supporters are like, well, you know, it's not great, but it's the best thing we have. Uh, that's what they believe. Um, I think that we could do without the EU, to be honest. And the, the less layers of government they have, the, the better. In Scotland, we have four layers of government because we've got the European Union, we've got the British Parliament, we've got the Scottish Parliament, and then we've got lo local councils. So we're completely over-governed. In fact, I think maybe every individual who's governed is over-governed. Yeah, and that's one of the themes here, voluntarism. Um anarchism and lately you've been uh, focusing i think a lot on, on big pharma 
Uh, you know, we had COVID-19 at E4, big pharma, the military pharmaceutical industrial congressional media complex is trying to take over the world. There's the WHO pandemic treaty, the international health regulations. And so big pharma is, is, is continues to try and, and seek more control. And so, um, you know, your further thoughts on, on what big, big pharma is doing, are they succeeding? What can we do? And, and, and whatnot? Well, I mean, they're succeeding because they're making billions of, uh, or hundreds of billions of dollars a year. The American's healthcare system costs $4 trillion a year now. If America had a similar system to Singapore's, it might only cost $1 trillion a year. That's why it's the most important issue in some way, healthcare, because $3 trillion a year is enough to keep liberals happy by paying for social security, keep conservatives happy by balancing the budget and make libertarians like me happy with a great big tax cut. So if we can kind of like go to sevenpharmamyths.com and download my free ebook, um, if we can fix healthcare, we can fix a anything. We're sitting on a gold mine. Not only that, most of these uh, drugs, they don't make people, they don't cure diseases. All they do is make the symptoms go away temporarily while the underlying condition of the patient gets worse i've covered in my articles you can um and yeah if you if you download the ebook i'll add you to um my Substack so you can find some of these articles actual real world examples of programs that were run to that prevented people from having heart attacks prevented people from getting diabetes and they were shut down because they lost the local hospital's money. The hospitals got more money from treating sick people than they did from preventing disease. When you look at the fact that a lot of these chronic diseases cost maybe over $100,000 to treat over the rest of someone's life, chemo can run $250,000. If we only redistributed a small part of what we are using to pay for the treatment of chronic diseases, to run programs to help people prevent diseases, it would cost a fraction of what we currently spend treating these diseases, and everyone would be living happier, healthier lives. So I'm, I'm, when I look at the world, I'm pessimistic, but when I look at the potential that we have with what we're currently doing, with a little change in consciousness, I'm optimistic, because if something can't go on forever, it won't go on forever. And the current healthcare system is completely unsustainable. So something's going to have to give sooner or later. You made me think of the other day, people were pointing out how hundreds of billions are being sent to Ukraine, where, you know, one of those tranches that could have been used would have completely ended like homelessness in America, yeah, exactly. for example. So if that money was just um, switched uh, and, you know, I think it starts with people disengaging from the pharma system right you know, get off of the prescription meds, meds that you don't need the ssris the whatever and just yeah. look for natural um solutions anthony we're about four minutes to midnight you know other thoughts and solutions takeaways from this conference is this your first time here or it's my second time here uh, it's my first time here as a speaker and hopefully not my last. I love Derek and Miriam. I love the people who organize this. I love the quality of people. I've done so many shows, you know, and some, sometimes I get emails from people who are contacts and want to collaborate. But when you come to one of these, you just meet people you want to be friends with. You meet people that you want to collaborate with and create things with. Um, 
on a much bigger scale. So the one thing I want to do is encourage everyone to get out, come out here. And if you're interested in my work, please go to sevenpharmamyths.com, download my free ebook. Uh, I'll subscribe you to my Substack, and you can leave a little comment if you want to talk further or send me an email at anthony at beyourselfandloveit.com. Yeah, and if people can't make this conference, um, like I said, uh, what I do is I make a whole list of all the conferences oh, that are yeah. going on. Like I said, Ron Paul Institute, the American Liberty Awards, which was the first annual one last year, which uh, myself and TNT Radio were nominated for. We didn't win, uh, unfortunately. You got pretty close. Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty close. Um, just the next levels uh, conference. There's just so many, you know, um, and and so we we need to start going out to those supporting supporting these sorts of initiatives projects. Um, the thoughts on Davos? I guess they're still meeting, but you said you're optimistic. Uh, you know, there are different pills. There are black pill, um, cyanide pill. I don't know if you're the legal man. Uh -huh. Um. He's been on that the program. Yeah, he's, 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 he's no, he's that's like the next level after a uh, black build. But you think, um, am I black? Am I white pilled? Is that what you're asking? Are, are, are you white pilled? I would say, um, I would say I'm the bipolar pill. Some days I wake up and I'm like, this is never, I don't know how the hell humanity makes its way out of this. And other days I wake up and I'm like, we're gonna fucking do it, let's slay some evil today. So, but I think if everyone does what they're capable of doing, then that is the awakening. You know, that is maybe, you know, they say it's always darkest before the dawn. And maybe what was really necessary for the awaking up of humanity was to have the squeeze put on them. So the squeeze is put on us, but all of the universe comes out of consciousness and all of the universe returns to consciousness. So it can only get so bad. That's my white pill. Yeah, and I have that view of like you know the movie Three Hundred Sparta, right? Where even if, even if it will be certain death, uh, you're going to be going out with a bang. You're going to be laughing on the way to the gulag, That's fighting right. this tyranny, and we're not going to be crying and and depressed. It's like yeah, bring it on, Klaus. That's right. right. You know what many people say is with my presentations, and I'm very grateful. They said you did a great combination between information and entertainment and what i said was i'm fighting this with everything i've got but i'm doing it with a smile on my face because if you get depressed the those guys over at davos have already won so i just want people to find their purpose and find some small way that they can contribute and um, whatever your skills are and that will make your life fulfilling as well fight it with a smile on your face that's the only thing i'd say all right um thegreaterreset.org uh, and again um, where can people find you? 7pharmamyths.com and if you want coaching or counseling with me it's beyourselfandloveit.com Alright, do, do people call you Tony or no? Uh, I prefer Tone if you're going to shorten, shorten it but Anthony is good Alright, uh, we're going to be back with uh, Ramiro from wearenotzombies.com We're not zombies We're not zombies, stay tuned